Welcome to the Save Your Marriage podcast, dedicated to all the men and women out there who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages. Here, we give you tools, perspectives, and insight into how to save your marriage and have a thriving marriage. This podcast is sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. And now, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I just want to invite all the men and women out there to book a private, complimentary call with me. We will talk about your particular situation in private and give you lots of guidance and put you on the path to restoring and saving your marriage. Just go to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. So I want to ask you, have you heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Now, this is a catchy slogan from the fitness industry, and it reminds us that how we spend our calories determines our health. You want to be fat? Well, eat lots of fat. You want to be healthy? Well, make sure you manage your calorie intake. And you get the idea, right? When it comes to your marriage, I would say you are what you do. So let me say that again. When it comes to your marriage, you are what you do. In other words, how you and your spouse spend your time determines the strength or weakness of your marriage. Spend it together, you feel connected. Do your own thing too often and you might sleep in the same bed, but you'll feel worlds apart. See, at the beginning of your relationship, you probably had no trouble spending lots of time together doing just about anything. And in fact, sharing time was exactly what created that closeness between the two of you, that connection that slowly grew the more you spend time together. But as the years went by, you probably took up separate interests and began to spend more and more time apart. Life also got in the way if you have children and you started spending your energy on your children as well as your job and providing for your family. Now, many couples are very good at coordinating compatible lives. He's got his schedule. She's got her schedule. And some couples sleep under one roof, but they lead completely separate lives. Now, you can achieve compatibility like this, you know, kind of like you had with your college roommate, which is not a bad thing, but you won't have a good marriage. You might manage your family fine. You might manage the family unit, but your relationship, your marriage, right? The intimacy will not be fulfilling. You'll be lonely. You might not be alone, but you will feel loneliness. Our culture today promotes independence. We even have something called the me generation. But a strong marriage requires a move from me to we. Love requires spending time together and being involved in each other's lives and really investing time in the relationship. It's not about being independent. It's about being successfully interdependent. Do you remember when you used to visit each other at work, you know, meet each other's families and friends at the beginning of your courtship, help solve each other's problems, ask each other's opinions, learn about each other's interests? That's the key. I know this doesn't sound appealing in a broken marriage. You may not feel like being together. Let me ask you this question. Which comes first, a good marriage or involvement in each other's lives? Which is the cause and which is the effect? The answer is involvement or interdependence. 
What is the primary ingredient for a successful marriage? I remember I was at a store one time and I saw a couple, they were at the cashier, you know, finishing purchasing whatever they were buying that day. It was a clothing store, the clothes that they had just uh, picked out. And the wife turned to the husband and said, hey, honey, if you have time, why don't we go grab a bite to eat? And his response was, you know, whatever. And I'm listening to this and thinking, how could he miss this opportunity? Not the opportunity to decide where they're going to go eat, but the opportunity to connect with her, to get involved with his wife. She didn't care where they went. She wanted company. She wanted his involvement. I remember another couple, we'll call them Peter and Jenny, and they agreed that they had grown apart over the years. They used to do everything together. But then Jenny decided to open up a shop downtown and Peter took up golf, which like everything else he does well, he became obsessed with. Peter and Jenny want to make their marriage work, but they didn't share passions anymore and they lived separate lives. Most people think that that's the kiss of death for a marriage, you know, not sharing passions. And it's not. If you want to make your marriage work, you can use each other's passions to create a connection. I advised Jenny to find a way to include herself in Peter's golf game, even though she wasn't interested in playing golf. And through our discussions, I discovered that Jenny hated golf because as a child, her father never let her drive the golf cart when they played. So I asked her, Jenny, how would you like to drive the golf cart now? Jenny smiled and said, I would love it. So now every once in a while, Jenny's partner works the store alone without Jenny so Jenny can go and play golf with Peter. And well, Peter, he gets his own personal golf cart driver and gets to spend time with his wife. And we did the same with Peter. Peter spends all week immersed in his business. The thought of him going into his wife's shop on the weekend and dealing with more business was nauseating to him. In addition to golf, Peter liked to spend his weekends using his hands, fixing things up around the house. He was a very handy man. Peter was really a closet blue-collar guy. So I turned to Jenny and I asked her, Jenny, do you have any handyman work at your shop? Are you kidding, Jenny said? It never ends. And there you have it. The shop got a new handyman and Jenny and Peter moved from me to we. They began spending time together and were re-involved in each other's lives. It's important to note that the reason this worked for Peter and Jenny is not because Peter got a driver and Jenny got a handyman, right? Even if Peter was a terrible handyman, this could have worked for their marriage. It might have been bad for Jenny's business, but it would have been good for their marriage, assuming that he was a terrible handyman, which he wasn't. The key is personal involvement, not utility. It's not about improving anything except your marriage. And as it relates to your marriage, think about how you can get involved in each other's lives. Even if you have an obstinate partner, this can work. And once you find those ways to get involved, and we always do, it's like magic. Think about it. How could you get more involved in your spouse's life? Getting involved does not necessarily mean that you have to do the activity together. It can mean that you watch the activity, plan for it, pack for it, budget for it, buy supplies for it, research it in preparation for a discussion. How you get involved depends on you, your spouse. There are endless possibilities to this. The goal is to get involved in some way so your spouse's interests becomes part of your life too.
And a common question I get is, what if my wife or husband is obstinate, meaning he is or she is disconnected or not trying to make any communication? Well, you got to find common ground, right? If you're married, you have things like you have to discuss finances, you have to discuss taxes, you have to discuss the children, you have to discuss work around the house, you have to discuss family matters. So these and many other examples are opportunities to reconnect, to recommunicate, to get yourself involved in your spouse's life, even if there's a lot of distance, even if one of the spouses is obstinate. Now, I do want to say this. If your spouse is obstinate, be cautious about how you do get involved. Don't just show up unexpectedly to your spouse's weekly card game. Be intelligent and sensitive about it. Then engage your spouse in discussion about that topic. Ask questions. Show interest. Consider purchasing a thoughtful gift that relates to your spouse's interest. In time, explore with your spouse how you can get more involved. Be assertive, but make sure you involve yourself in ways that are agreeable to your spouse. Now, the chances are good that your spouse's interest doesn't interest you. If it did, you would probably already be involved. Now, this exercise is challenging in that regard. It takes discipline. It's not an exercise in choosing compatibility. It's an exercise in choosing to be with your spouse, to reconnecting, to becoming a we. And that means you're sacrificing your interest for the interest of your spouse, which means you're putting your spouse as priority number one. Your interest in your spouse's interest is irrelevant. Your interest in your marriage is the key. Think about a father whose son developed a passion for baseball one summer. Well, there's a beautiful story that goes that the father took his son to see every single major league team play at least one game. Their travels took the entire summer, cost a lot of money, but it did wonders for their relationship. Upon the return, the father was asked, do you like baseball that much? And his answer was no, but I like my son that much. Think about how compelling that is because it wasn't about time or expenses or cost because if you think about it that way, then you would probably not get involved in a lot of the activities that your loved ones are involved in. But this father decided that he wanted to connect at a deeper level with his son. And he did that by sharing in his son's interest, independent of whether he was interested in that or not, independent if there was a cost associated to that or not, and independent if there was a time commitment involved in that or not. Because a lot of us will actually start overthinking this and think about the expenses and the time and the resources and the interest and the sacrifice. And suddenly we lose interest and immediately lose the opportunity for connection with our spouse, with our husband or wife, because we overthink it. We forget that the whole idea, the whole point is to become a we. And only in a marriage crisis do we now regret those missed opportunities of all those times that we could have been more involved with our spouse, more involved with our husband or wife, and grew that connection, but instead decided that it was too costly, that it took up too much time, or simply, I don't care about that activity. That interest is not of importance to me. And so we lost all those opportunities to connect with our spouse. And over time, that is the reason why that disconnection grew. 
And slowly but surely, you went from being a we to being two individuals in the same home. And that has led to the marriage crisis. So start looking for those opportunities. Start looking at your spouse's interests as opportunities to connect, to go back to becoming a we. Thank you for listening. Now, I want to introduce you to the Fortified Spouse Program that has helped thousands of women and men just like you save their marriages with an 85% success rate. It is based on four fundamental pillars. One, gain the tools to reconnect with your spouse. Two, understand the differences between men and women so we can appreciate and be more empathetic with our spouse. Three, learn how to gain inner confidence so we are no longer codependent on our spouse. And four, deal with our insecurities and triggers so we are more emotionally in control and not as easily triggered. If you're interested in learning more about these tools to immediately stabilize the marriage and postpone and delay the divorce or separation or win your spouse back from an affair, then go to www.fortifiedspouse.com and enroll in the program. It is going to change your life. It is going to make you the best version of you, and it has the highest probability of saving your marriage. You have been listening to the Save Your Marriage podcast for men and women. For further information, visit The Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you. Thank you.